Should you be getting a bargain from your media provider right now? Maybe, but maybe not. We have some interesting perspectives on this today. In Austin, Texas is Devin Wright. He is a media buyer who handles a lot of the mass media purchases for many of the clients of Wizard of Ads. In Toronto is Gary Bernier. He works a lot on the digital side, but sees how digital and mass media get married together and we'll uh, get some perspective from him as well. These are conversations that you'd normally only hear if you were sitting around the Wizards round table. So we start in Austin, Texas today with Devin Wright. And first question is, in general, are businesses getting deals right now when they purchase advertising? Well, there's no generalities, really. I mean, it's, there, it is, you know, it's all over the place. I have some clients that are absolutely saying, I'm not advertising the rest of the year. I, we don't know what this thing's going to do. Um, and then I have other clients who just turn around and hit the gas pedal. Like, we have all this opportunity with uh, this surplus inventory um, in, in the media market, and we want to take advantage of that. And, um, you know, that's, that's typically what I'd like to advise if you have. If you have the means uh, and the opportunity, this is the time. Uh, but, you know, there's no generalities. There's people who have paused. You know, it's all over the, it's all over the map. What have you been advising people who have said, I think I want to pause now until this is over? Well, um, our position at the home office, and I think many of the partners, uh, the position is, hey, if you can stay the course, stay the course, you know, um, and, and there's extras to be had. So this is a good time not to be off the air. But if it comes down to, hey, I can't pay my people, it's either pay the people or pay the media groups. Well, that's an easy decision. You want to you want to make sure that you can keep your people employed. And if that means no media, then that means no media. So, Gary, have you, from, from your standpoint, and I know you work a lot on the digital side, have you heard businesses saying, I think I need to pull back right now? Um, like Devin says, we, we share a client that has um, ceased spending because they can't operate in that state. Um, so they, they've done, as Devin said, they've um, pulled, laid off their staff. They've pulled right back. And because and they want to survive and come out the other side, they're they're a substantial business that's been at it for a long time. Um, we spent all the last week working with them to uh, engineer a new service that they're rolling out this week um, that they can offer in the current um, environment in their state. So, in their belief, and, and so, like Devin said a minute ago, driving in, drive time's not necessarily the same. So, they are looking at television thinking that people are sitting in front of the television right now. And my question for Devin back was going to be um, what changes in behavior are the media companies seeing um, and how is that affecting some of the advice you're giving the clients these days? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and we won't know the full answer to that question until the April book comes out from Nielsen for radio. So, so we still got a ways to go. Maybe another week, week and a half. It depends on the market. One client that I have in upstate New York that was able to do some really neat things with was he said, well, I want to get off radio. And, you know, I said, well, just relax. Are you able to pay your people? He said, well, we're still open for business. I just don't think anybody's listening. So I said, all right, let's do this. Let me go. Let me go to the, the media groups, see what savings we can't get by some percentage. Um, you know, he's, a lot of what you're going to get in terms of added value is going to depend on your spend. And he has a pretty healthy spend in the market. And so going to the media groups and, 
you know, quite frankly, just saying, hey, listen, this guy's going to pull off the air unless we can do something for him. And they all came to the table, had about a 50% reduction. Now, this doesn't last the remainder of his buy. This is going month to month. And sometimes we can get it out for about 90 days. But we were able to save 50% a week uh, on his media spend. And what we did was uh, we went to the, with those savings, went to the television stations and said, what can you do with a client who potentially uh, wants to look at television year after year after year till the end of time? This is the time to prove to the client that television works. So we took those savings uh, and, and got them on the Brilliant. air. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it really worked out well. The one problem that we did have was with production. So he was like, well, why I got to produce this ad? I said, no, 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 man. You can just go to your kitchen put up an iPhone and just say something uh, that the community, you know, might really get behind and just remind them that you're open for business, put it in a Dropbox, send it to the TV station and have them hit play. You know, it worked out real well. So he's real happy with it. He's on the evening news. Um, the news is something that, um, you know, that's working. <laughs> yeah. The news is working, but not, not just in a pandemic. One thing I know that two things I know that people don't typically fast forward through is sports, which there are none, and the news, which there's lots of. So, uh, so being on the news right now is it's good. Yeah, we're finding the same thing for the clients that you've put on the the news. The news is definitely um, paying paying as dividends for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard businesses and I've, I've gotten the question a couple times myself say, Hey, is, you know, they're, they're probably going to be hurting over there uh, at, at whatever media is this, is this the time to really squeeze them and, and see if we can get more out of them. Uh, and I heard kind of an interesting response to that from uh, one of our other partners, Stephen Semple. And he, he said, he said, look, it's, it's not necessarily about getting the discount. I just want to get the audience that I'm paying for. And it's, it, it's got to be kind of hard to judge that since we don't know right now exactly how it's playing out on, on radio and television. Yeah. We, we were able to do that, Johnny, in one market in Canada, because like Devin pointed out that we, we were a little ahead of the U S in our response. So our March numbers actually gave us some information where, as Devin said, the April numbers are going to be really telling in, in the U.S. markets. Let me slide in here real quick because we recorded this interview a few weeks ago and didn't have some information from Nielsen. And the RAB, the Radio Advertising Bureau here in the United States, put out this chart last week. And you can see that, yes, as people's habits were changing, uh, radio listenership did go down about 30%. Now, again, this is from the Radio Advertising Bureau. These are the numbers that they're sharing right now. Uh, we had some information from Canada that listenership was down as much as 50%. So, you know, I don't think it was that heavy here in the United States. So somewhere, you know, somewhere between 30% and 50% uh, disappeared, uh, particularly in the thick of the uh, shutdowns. So, and, and the good news is a lot of it is starting to come back. But the, the point is you, you should be asking your media provider, whether it's radio, TV, whatever it is, is, you know, what, what did change and what are the trends you're seeing right now? That's why a media buyer is so important. Just like Devin said, the media companies want to get results for their clients. And so when you come to them and say, hey, look, I think we need to do something different. Like Devin said, right now they're flexible and they're willing to come to the table. I know the deal doesn't last forever, but they said, okay, let's, let's bolt on another radio station from the group. And therefore, 
that'll double the audience numbers, get you back to where you're, where you needed to be. And so, yeah, it works. It can work out that way, but yeah, they're flexible. They want it to work for the people that are coming to the table right now. And this is why I think everybody's saying the ones that um, can operate their business and, and can maintain their media buy are the ones that just get stronger during these periods than the people that go silent. Yeah. Are you seeing, um, uh, stations, radio and TV stations being a little more flexible and maybe maybe giving more uh, inventory to clients, Devin? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing they have you know, lots of. You know, they have lots of inventory. Um, I'd like to get a little bit of both, a, a bit of a discount and inventory, but without pounding the table too hard because, you know, I, you know we want to maintain the relationship with the media group and not really take advantage, um, you know, in their time. So when, when negotiations come up and if, you know, in, in a year or two years, if they want to raise the rates on a client, you know, go back and say, Hey, wait a second. Uh, you know, we, we didn't pull off the air, you know, we kind of, we asked for a little bit of help in terms of, uh, you know, a decrease in the weekly cost or get us some more spots, but we stayed with you and, you know, it's not right for you to do this. I, I did that with, I have a client in, in New Orleans after Katrina, he stayed on the air after Katrina. And so, um, you know, when he had a little bit of, it was a few years later, even, you know, it was a few years later, he, he you know, he, he, he had a bad, uh, year, you know, um, and so, uh, so the media groups wanted to raise rates on him because they had great books. Well, uh, you know, I said, Hey, he's in his Katrina, you, you know, you, you can't do this. You can't do this to him. And so I think maintaining the relationship in the long game is, is, uh, you know, is, is a lot better than pounding the table and, 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 you know, threatening to go off the air, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. That's a pro, that's a pro tip right there. <laughs> yeah. He just said. Totally, and you know, and I, I think there's there's also just the the underlying message of even if viewership or listenership is down, it's not zero. And it's just just because some people have maybe gone away, not all of them have gone away, and so there's still value in there. And and with advertisers pulling back, uh, there's not as much clutter on those radio stations. Hey, Gary, I want to. And those, about- those 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 to your point, Johnny. Those audiences will return. Mm-hmm. Right. So even with phased back, um, go to work plans, those audiences will come back. Drive time radio will come back. Whether it comes back to the same level or not, depending upon people staying at home, that's an interesting, you know, we won't know until we see the numbers, but we, it doesn't take a mathologist to figure out that the numbers will come back because people will uh, get in their cars and drive places. So the yeah. radio numbers will bounce back like everything else. We've certainly seen uh, no shortage of people using their uh, very valuable bandwidth to uh, uh, to proclaim their their smarts and uh, and share things on social media. Uh, Gary, what what can you do with social media content right now to stay in front of people? If you have time on your hands, hopefully you've got a list of things you've always wanted to do, a, a list of things you've always wanted to get to, and some of that would be telling clients. Um, about success stories or publishing case studies or all of the things that you've done in the past that you've not had the time or the inclination to document and share with the world. So if you're not working, you can put any of that together and put that out to the world. And just like what we're doing right here, uh, collaborating it and creating content, um, business owners can can be doing that. If they are operating, definitely provide social proof 
that you are operating. Uh, we just took on a, a new client uh, the end of last week and the restaurant in his sort of strip mall location, he wanted to help them out. So he paid for breakfast for the first responders in the area. And that kind of posting and community involvement, it's just a bunch of goodwill and just looks great. And uh, people need that smile and that relief. So if there's anything that you're doing that's, that's helping out in any way, shape or form with what's going on, that kind of positive news, people are just clamoring for at this point. And I think to do something like that in a way that, um, that, that looks genuine, doesn't, doesn't look like you're pandering, doesn't look like you're um, trying trying to do it for a reason. I think you can start to create a, a pretty deep bond. Do you um, do you repurpose your content? Do you how, how do you handle things like that um, and just make sure those lines of communication stay open? Thank, thanks for that question, Johnny. People, hopefully, businesses have two um, databases that they can communicate to one being the prospect database that hasn't done business with them yet. And the other one is the customer database. And so communicating with your customers, letting them know what's going on, definitely very important communicating with the prospects, different type of message that you're sending there in terms of repurposing content. If you write something as a blog post, you can probably put a shortened version on Facebook you can probably send an email out to either one of those camps saying that you've just put this post up on your, on your blog and that here's a little teaser and go read my blog and you can get them conditioned to go look at your blog. And then if you're doing video content like this and you put it up on YouTube, then you should probably share that out on Facebook and on Instagram and try and extend that again, back out to your customer database or your prospect database to let them know. So any content that you're producing, you should try and push out through as many avenues as you possibly can to increase that the number of people that you're speaking to, the number of people that are hearing your message. Don't just write a blog post and, and be finished. Promote that blog post on LinkedIn, any anywhere that you can think that somebody would get a chance to look at that. Again, being silent isn't going to help grow your business. Doing nothing is not going to help your business, create content and share it out as many ways as you can. Right. And that's, you know, circling back a little bit to Devin's point earlier of obviously if you have to go silent because it's a matter of feeding your family and paying your employees, that's one thing, but don't go silent because you think, well, people aren't doing anything. So why would I advertise when, when people aren't doing things? And I think that that's a, that's a key point to make. Yeah. And with the, with the, with the content, you're not necessarily advertising. You're just talking about your business. You could, if you're a jeweler, you could be talking about how diamonds are made. Somebody might find that interesting. It's just any educational piece at this point is something that even a non-open business can work on. Sorry, Johnny, you want to? No, that's that's great. I think that people are people are hungry for information. I think that's I think that's right on the mark there. And then why you know now is a great opportunity to share it with them and start uh, start laying down that uh, laying down that road, Devin. Something occurred to me, uh, what Gary said when he was talking about how Canada maybe started shutting down sooner than the United States, and now we're sort of seeing this slow motion transition as some states are, are coming back in. From, from where you're sitting as you're talking to media and, and clients across the country, are you seeing different things in different parts of the country? 
Yeah, um, you know, mar different markets are different. I, I can't, I don't know that I can articulate just how they're different, um, but the difference that I'm seeing in terms of added value or things that I'm getting, um, again, is determined by the spend. And I'm noticing that, uh, you know, where when this thing first started, I got, you know, I was able to get added value for, for two months. Well, now media groups are saying, okay, we're going to look at this instead of, uh, instead of going a month out or two, now we're going to start looking at this week to week. You know, in San Francisco, interestingly enough, is one of them. So San Francisco, you know, was really a huge hotspot. And now, and they just kind of, they said, man, we'll let you guys go to August. You know, we don't see an end in sight. And now they're kind of starting to backtrack a little bit and saying, hey, listen, can we kind of review this? Because people are out now and other advertisers are coming in. You know, is there, is there any way we can rework the original agreement? Um, and, uh, you know, the short answer to that is, you know, yes, you know, within reason, we, we still kind of want to get as much as we can out of it. But again, we're not going to ruin the relationship. It, the, the, the window of opportunity to get added value is getting smaller and smaller. So things are starting to kind of get a little bit, the gears are greasing up a little bit to, you know, hopefully be uh, at, at full speed here within two, two or three months. I was watching uh, Ask the Wizard with Roy and Daniel and Ryan the other day, and uh, what an interesting point was made that as things open up and as people go back to their regular routines, hold on to something because a lot of businesses are going to be elbowing each other to get in front of customers with their advertising. Any predictions, Devin, or, or sense of what's going to happen as things turn back on and what, what the floodgates are going to be like and, and, and how, you, how you navigate through that? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, what we did was we didn't, for all, the, for all the clients, and, you know, I have several, I wouldn't say most, but I have several clients that said, well, I want to cancel. And I said, no, no, no. Listen, if you talk to a sales rep, don't say cancel, say pause. We want to pause because if you say cancel and just like to, to your point, people starting to elbow their way to the front of the room. Now we got to start all over and we may not get what we got. So let's just pause it. So, so with each, you know, again, we're, we're reviewing it each month and now each week to see when we might unpause it. So just by, just by using that terminology, like a pause instead of a cancellation, has kind of saved us from, uh, from losing what we already had. Gary, uh, does, your, does your crystal ball uh, tell you anything of when things get turned back on and there's this uh, incredible flood of advertisers, what that's going to be like and how you stay in front, of, uh, in front of that? Having been the business owner, the most interesting thing I came to realize about media is it's like the hotel business. It's a supply and demand business. And once that day goes by, you can't resell that inventory. So if things get turned on in a big way, Johnny, and people, business owners want to go scrambling back to media, you're putting, you're giving the radio station hand, any, any media group hand, because you're all going at the same time, right? Yeah. So that limits your negotiating power and puts them in a stronger position. So I love Devin's answer that different groups and, and, and different, um, they're going to have different ways that they feel about how that turn back on is happening for their business and, and how, how they're going to try and hold to their numbers or try and try and get bigger numbers 
because they they they're also trying to recover some of their business. So it's it's going to be interesting. But waiting is not to Devin's point. Waiting until everybody goes back is that that creates a feeding frenzy for the media company, not not a good buying time for the uh, business owner. Thanks for sticking around with us for this episode of the Wizards Roundtable. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to send an email to me or one of the Wizard of Ads partners that you saw here today. And we will see you in two weeks on the Wizards Roundtable. Thank you.